So, Holly, how are you spending your Valentine's this year? Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> we are recording this on Monday the 14th of February. Timestamp. My Valentine's is spent... Well, it's my Palentine's spent with my best mate, DJ Dan Griff, And then I'm going on to spend an entire night Ooh. with a massive <gasps> Galentine's netball training. We throw balls at each other. That's how we show our love. <laughs> What about you? Um, so I'm uh, editing a podcast episode for tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah, I've just, I've just, I've just admitted to the world we are recording this the night before. We didn't actually talk to Charlie the night before, though. We should put a disclaimer out there. Yeah, it's weird that we are finally publishing this episode because we actually spoke to the Globe Trotting Farm Girl, Charlie Beatty, a while ago. But I'm excited that we're now releasing this episode. And a fun little, fun little throwback. We, if some of you might remember the fun game from episode one with um, Chief Shepherdess, we also played it with Charlie, our guest today, Charlie Beatty, the globe-trotting farm girl herself, and we thought she's great at she's great at social media. Let's play some more social media games. <laughs> so yeah, if you have been wondering ever since the Chief Shepherdess episode, when when are they going to bring back? Uh, farm or fashion <laughs> we want we want it you're in luck and also um charlie is a young farmer hey, she's not just any old young farmer dan she is now officially warwickshire county chairman yes and when we interviewed her she was vice chairman i believe and also since we interviewed her she is won the national young farmer senior member of the year competition <laughs> heroic if any of you have ever competed in a member of the year, this is a challenge. This is a challenge. Yeah, that is a scary competition. Yeah, it's a really hard competition. And also, she would have been up against like some absolute heroes as well, because there's obviously loads of great characters out there. Yeah, and I think it's about time that we have a good old chat about Young Farmers, because we are both very proud to be part of life we really are it's made us who we are today like us or load us you can thank your families for it <laughs> so today we are talking to the globe trotting farm girl she is the reigning national young farmers senior member of the year and a farmers weekly columnist charlie Beatty. Hi, Charlie. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. You're known as the globe-trotting farm girl. And I mean, we have a bit of a game, a drinking game on the podcast where one of us says, let's go right back to the start. You know, you take a drink because we always say it. But I really would like to know, you know, if, if we do go back to the start, <laughs> um, how the globe-trotting farm girl originated. You know, where did that name come from? Yeah, so I was in Australia at the time. Um, I yeah, I was working out there, and I wanted to start writing a bit of a blog um, and kind of documenting a bit. Which I must confess, the blog did not take off because <laughs> I did not write. <laughs> um, so I was like, I was like, yeah, well, I do a bit of a blog, and then I'll make it an Instagram profile as well. And the Instagram profile has gone really, really well, so that's really exciting. The online blog, I wrote about three posts and I was like, oh gosh, like I just wasn't committed to it at all. So anybody out there that writes regular blogs, kudos to you because I just could not, yeah, could not commit to it. Um, so yeah, I was in, I was in New South Wales and I was just kind of posting on my personal Instagram, which I don't even have anymore. I just deleted my personal one. I was like, oh, we'll just go with one because I couldn't hack two. Um, and people, I, I was just gaining like followers from you know how you just start an Instagram profile and it's your mates 
and then I was gaining people I didn't know and I you know a bit of a not following them but just kind of a bit of interaction with other people and I was like oh you know maybe I'll maybe document it a bit and see where it goes and yeah it's well yeah it, it went really well so yeah it went really well man <laughs> but yeah I feel a bit of a fraud at the moment because I came home just over two years ago with like the plan of of working full-time at home on the farm but still doing the traveling not as extremely as before um and then you know we got hit by this global pandemic not sure if you've heard about <laughs> it but um and I'm absolutely not globetrotting at the moment so no. <laughs> yeah I feel like a bit of a fraud with that so no it, um I mean it, it must be hard like anyone listening to this would have had plans that have been cancelled by corona sort of what plans had you and have you managed to sort of do them in a different way and find a way to do it back home or is it just completely um yeah so I managed to do six weeks in New Zealand at the start of 2020 so I was really lucky I got that in I flew out just as coronaviruses like this virus that we'd he all heard about in China and we were very confident they were going to find a vaccine within or find a cure within three weeks and we were never going to hear anything else about it and I flew out to New Zealand for six weeks then as part of a travel scholarship that I won from the National Sheep uh, yeah National Sheep Association wow. so I managed to get in six weeks then and when I was coming home people were just starting to take it a bit more seriously like I was still laughing at people seeing them wearing face masks so I flew I flew out of New Zealand and I swapped flights in Singapore airport and then in Dubai uh, and then I was meant to be so not a farming one but I was meant to be in Krakow in April last year um, just like a, a, a bit of a tour and then I wanted to get out to Poland as well and go and see some farms out there but yeah Krakow, Krakow was planned and all booked and that got cancelled and Poland never made it past the planning stage unfortunately so yeah, they'll both they'll they'll both happen at some point. It's yeah. just not they haven't happened yet. So yeah, yeah. No, I mean I'm sure you'll be back out there in no time. Touch wood. Yeah, definitely. I mean, probably not quite to the same extent that I was travelling before because obviously I was I was away for two years. So you know I can't do that now. I'm very committed to the farm here and everything. But um, yeah, I'll definitely still continue to do the travelling. Yeah. Just, not quite to the same extent so and um is the farm a family farm yeah so we're tenants um we rent off packington estate which is a private estate we're really really lucky we have a great landlord and landlady they're fantastic um and i work here with my dad and my uncle so i'm the third generation here on the farm um i work and i live with family which yeah. is it's testing yeah. but it's well, we're really lucky we do get on really well yeah. but there are days <laughs> There are those days. <laughs> I'm sure. Do you think, because I suppose before, if, if you know, working, living at home and then, oh, it's all right, I'm going to pop off to Poland for a bit and then and have a bit of a break and then come back. Do you think, do you think uh, with COVID sort of putting a pause on things, you've maybe found a new appreciation for sort of staying at home? Uh, I was, <laughs> I thought you were going to go a different direction with that. I found a new appreciation for getting away um. from home. <laughs> <laughs> I love home I you know I love the farm I really really love it and I couldn't see myself working anywhere else there have been days where I thought I can't do this for the rest of my life like I cannot live and work with family like this I cannot do it and then the next day I'm like oh gosh like you know it was just raining yesterday don't worry about, yeah. about it <laughs> um I've definitely found a new like I've definitely realized the value of getting off the farm I 
definitely I've definitely realized how much I need to do that regularly like as much as I love it I know that I need to get away regularly like and I still I'm very lucky I live in an annex on the farm but I'm not completely self-contained I don't have a kitchen in here it's just like a living area and a bedroom and a bathroom so I'm still I still pretty much live with my parents and that was really hard to do after seven years away to come back and live with my mum and dad again and we get we get on really really well but it's like uh, you know they're like oh if I go out they're like where are you going yeah who, who with and I'm like do I have to tell yeah. you like so yeah like just even a couple of days or even a day off the farm um someone said to me um once they were like you should get off the you know get off the farm once a week out the village once a month mm. um out, oh, out, oh yeah off the farm once a week out the county once a month and out the country once a year and I couldn't agree more yeah you know I think it's really really important even like as well as for the way I feel about the farm for the, our relationships as well you know it's we all need a break from each other so yeah, so, yeah I found a newfound appreciation for getting off the farm yeah. <laughs> so, sorry that was not the question you asked no, I mean, that was the honest answer to the question you didn't ask <laughs> And do you think, you know, not just for your, for your relationships and mental health, you know, what about the farming business? Do you find that your time in Australia and New Zealand, that that was really important for bringing stuff back that you could implement at home? Yeah, massively. So ever since, like, well, ever since I went away to uni, um, my dad's always made it very, very clear that I could never just come straight home to the farm. Um he's always been like, you have to work elsewhere. You have to see how other people do it. And working away from home, I've realized that it's not just important to, to learn how to do it other ways. It's also important how, to learn how not to do it other yeah, ways. Like I went, I spent, I think my first harvest away from home, I learned more about how not to do things than how to do things. But that equally is just as valuable as, it, as learning how to do things. So yeah, and it's, you just, whether you learn to appreciate um what you've got at home or appreciate maybe the way you're managed at home because like you know I work with dad and uncle Tom and I'm I'm very much the underdog here I'm very much the skivvy <laughs> um so you know you learn to appreciate how you are managed or maybe you even learn to know to appreciate yourself and know maybe how you should be spoken to because working with family can be quite tough and there's times where family will speak to family how they wouldn't speak to an employee Sure. like that's not family and so maybe you know there's sometimes I think well you know I shouldn't have been spoken to like that or I need to value myself a little bit more than that but equally there are times where I realize how good my my bosses are yeah um oh I never never tell them <laughs> yeah they are pretty good um and and yeah I learned I, I learned a massive amount both from working on other farms in the UK and working for another company in the UK and for from working in Australia and New Zealand mm. so yeah so do you think now you've come back if you could pick up your farm and you know dad and uncle Tom come with you would you where are you putting it if you could put it anywhere would it be over Australia way or oh gosh I'd probably um New Zealand I think really so I love yeah I love love loved Australia so I've got this weird affinity for Australia and I spent a lot more time there so New Zealand I did like four months total over a stint of three trips um and I only really worked there properly for three weeks so the, the other time I did 
the NSA scholarship, which was working, travel, it was a holiday. Um, I think it would be New Zealand. I just, South Island in New Zealand, maybe like Canterbury region, maybe North Otago, somewhere like that. So right in the centre of the South Island. Like I loved Australia, but I just think there's too many factors in Australia that make life harder. And if I'm going to pick up the farm and put it anywhere else, oh, I don't mind spiders. It's more like, the, it's, it's, it's the seasons. It's like, you know, the extreme droughts and whatever, whatever, um, and bushfires and all that. And the massive flash floods they have, you know, it goes from one extreme to the other. And as much as I love that, if I had the ability to move the farm anywhere, I wouldn't choose to make it more stressful for myself. <laughs> so I'd, I'd want to go somewhere where, you know, as much as I love Australia, I know that it would be a, a very stressful existence out there. So to farm out there so, yeah 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 I mean we complain about the weather in this country so I mean flipping it yeah yeah massively I did so when before we'd had any rain like so what four a month ago five weeks ago um I remember I put something on Instagram about um about it being so dry and about um ruts in the field being like almost a fossil and then I realised how, because I've got a few Australian followers, and I just realised, I was like, Charlie, you sound so stupid to them. You know, they went like four years without rain, and you're moaning about six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so I put like a little disclosure. I was like, please ignore, if you're listening, if you're watching from Australia, please ignore everything I've just yeah. said. <laughs> So a couple of weeks ago, we interviewed the chief shepherdess and we played oh, this game yeah. with her and it was a bit of a farming influencer roulette. And I, th- I think we should do this with you because you're kind of in that world. Because we spoke about you with her and it was so funny. So we were like, wait, we could actually play this with Charlie as well. In a nice way. You hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> um, so basically, we're going to read some Instagram captions, and they will either be from a fellow farming influencer or a fashion influencer. Okay, so Holly, you can do the first one. Are they fashion? Sorry, Dan said this so well last time. He puts on a really good voice. I'm going to try and do it myself. He goes, <laughs> he goes, are they fashion or are they farming? <laughs> Happy Easter, everyone! Let's keep hopping, skipping and jumping until we cannot anymore. To all the bunnies and birdies out there, I see you. That is farming. Oh, who do you think it might be from the world of farming? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hopping, I can just picture it in my mind. I'm like, that must be a picture of a lamb, surely. Well, in fact, that was actually Cara Delevingne, the model. Ah. <laughs> uh. I don't, as, as far as I'm aware, she doesn't farm. <laughs> she definitely does not. Okay, one point to us. Oh, gosh. Yeah, one point to us. Okay, Dan, influence at number two, please. Okay. When people ask me how I deal with bullies, block them. Forget they exist and get back on your path, babe. <laughs> um, that, that's farming. <laughs> Do you know who that is? It's the Chief Shepherdess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love her. <laughs> it's I love the straight talk. Yep. Yeah. It's great. I know, I, as soon as she started saying that, I was like, I know what that caption is. Yeah. <laughs> it shows that she yep. really does like genuinely influence though, right? If Absolutely, she does. She's life, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um okay, Holly, let's do one more. Um is this person fashion or are they farming? Not sure what my pinky is doing, but lovely walk anyway. 
Oh, and just another cardi, but this one was a winner with my missus. Not sure what my pinky is doing. <laughs> yeah. As in pinky finger, yeah. yeah. For, for the context of the, um, for the, what are they saying, police? For the, for the purpose of the recording, I am wiggling my little finger. <laughs> 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 oh, um, oh, oh God, I've got to get this one because if I don't, you'll have won and I don't like that. Mm. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go, is it farming? It's not, no. Oh, no! <laughs> I didn't think who it would be, though, and I was like, uh, oh, gosh. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't think of a farming influence I follow. Oh, God, yeah. I shouldn't this oh, should have gone with my gut. This one was um, David Beckham, and he's actually, <laughs> I know, he started a real thing. Like, there's many pictures on his feed of him out on walks in the countryside wearing, like, flat caps he's becoming he's slowly becoming i think you should have chosen um non-farming influencers that i follow of which you would have probably found like maybe two <laughs> i think dave maybe david attenborough and that might yeah. be it. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah ah yeah. Oh, well i mean i lost that can we restart yeah. can we do that again <laughs> <laughs> oh, well at least you got the chief shepherdess one because I think I think we did one of your captions, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did one of Charlie's, and she it was she got it right. Didn't it was she? the one that um you were trimming some hooves or whatever, and you were like, "Oh, pedicure time for the girls," and she was like, "That has got to be a farmer <laughs> <laughs> for a chance to gain one more point." Maybe we should do one more that we're telling you is a farming influencer, but you've got to work out who it is. Okay. Okay, and if you win this, you've won the game. Oh. Okay. Okay. Oh, I like this. You're very generous. Do you want to read it out? Okay. Yeah. Bad news when your dog has a better smile than you. Also wearing my new Christmas coat. Felt cute. Might delete later. Peace emoji. Oh, gosh. Who is that? Trying to think who has... Am I allowed to know if they're male or female? Um... For half a point. If you want to sacrifice half the point. (laughs) <laughs> oh no no no! no. <laughs> ah! It's a chap. I was gonna say, no. Is it Ali Hunter Blair? Good shout, but no. <laughs> no. It's our mate TP. It's who? It's who? Tom Pemberton. Ah uh, oh. I want to talk about your stint as a Farmers Weekly columnist. How how did that start? Um, <laughs> so they put. They did a competition, basically, and they opened it. I can't remember. It, I remember it closed on the 20th of November, and I can remember it because I didn't get my submission in until 10 p.m. that day. <laughs> um, luckily, yeah, I know. And usually I'm one of those people. I like to get things done before, but um, with this, not so. So, yeah, they opened the applications, and you basically had to write a 500-word piece titled 2021. And I'd... I was actually out of action because I'd just had a knee operation at the time. So really, I had absolutely no excuses to why I hadn't done it, apart from the fact that I just couldn't think of anything. <laughs> um, so it got to about 8pm on and it was, fri- it was a Friday, the 20th of November. And I was like, I'm going to kick myself if I don't get something in. You know, I'm not going to get it, but I have to have just put something in just for peace of mind. So I, I just bashed something out and I was like, oh, it's actually not that bad, but I didn't proofread or anything. I sent it in and then I got an email mid-December saying, you know, we're really pleased and we'd like to invite you to be one of our wow. young farmer columnists. And I, 
I remember opening the email and I was obviously over the moon but then I, I like I just had to refresh myself as to what I'd said in my application I opened it and I was like the amount of typos in this child is awful <laughs> so I mean they they clearly overlooked that thankfully um so yeah so that was that and then um they announced it in the early in early January and then I've done I've just my fourth column was in last week's or yeah this week's last week's magazine so yeah column number four yeah this one was a hard one to write about as well because I just felt like everything that's topical at the moment has just been so overwritten about like whether it's Covid or Brexit or Elms uh, or the Australian trade trade agreement it's just all really been overdone so I went for something that's close to my heart and I went for in farmers <laughs> yes. yes I wanted to talk about this because I obviously I obviously read the column about young farmers and me and Holly are both very proud of Devon young farmers even though Holly is up up country somewhere <laughs> I do live in the Midlands now but <laughs> I will still be a proud Devon young farmer <laughs> Yeah, I'm a proud Warwickshire young farmer. So, and are you still quite an active member? Yeah, so I'm actually club vice chair and county vice chair this year. So, God. yeah, Do I you... know. If you'd asked me this time last year, I'd have been like, "Oh no, I'm quite happy just sitting on the exec." Oh, hey, really? And then they were like, "Well, nobody's gone for it, so when you go for it." And I was like, "Oh, fine." And I've, I've loved it. I've, I've loved every second of it, and I'm so looking forward to going on as chair. So, oh, well. as long as they vote me on, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and how old were you when you first joined I was 13 so that was a long time ago now because I'm 26 now oh, so yeah and you know and I thought by the time I was 26 I might be you know I'm, I'll be, I was like oh yeah I'll be old by then and I'll be ready to finish but secretly I'm very glad that they've just extended the age range oh, yeah <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah yeah no honestly when I first started young farmers I would look up to the 26 year olds and just think they are so old it's so old <laughs> yeah and now I am the second oldest in my club and I'm just like wow yeah I'm so old yeah, yeah no yeah. it's it's fun I think having that time out I wasn't home until I was just about to turn 24 mm. and suddenly I'd only got two years left of young farmers and I was like oh gosh like you know I think now my main priority in it is to make sure that the young members coming through got get as much out of it as I did like I have so much to thank young farmers for, whether it be friendships, contacts, but also skills. So I'm no better hockey player than I was when I started. I still hate hockey. Um, but like my public speaking in that, I, I'm one of those weirdos that actually enjoys the public speaking competitions. Really weird, I know. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> nice fist pump there, Holly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I enjoy doing that. And I, I have young farmers to thank for that. So when you were obviously in Australia and New Zealand and that, I don't know whether they've, I don't know if they've got 4H to that or whether they've got a similar sort of thing. Like, did you come across or have any experience with similar things? No, not really. I um, When I was in Australia, I travelled around a lot with work. So I didn't, um, bar, so I, I used to work for class in Australia. Um, I drove combine harvesters for them. Um, and then I did four months working on a station in New South Wales. And it was, you know, it was rural, but compared to other stations, it was really not that rural because they're about half an hour from a city called Dubbo. Um, so I actually played rugby in Dubbo. Um, and that was my social life. Yeah, they didn't really have a young farmers. Like a lot of them were connected rurally somehow because it's just different out there you know your connections to a farm are a lot closer than they are over here um everyone's got like an uncle or a 
cousin or something that, that that farms over there whereas over here you know you go into the middle of the city and it's completely different um but yeah i didn't i didn't come across anything in farmers wise really in in new zealand or australia again with new zealand i wasn't really in one place for long enough so yeah i didn't really find that but and also recently you were announced as one of the nfyfc um judges for the achiever awards which was exciting i know they were clearly short on options right (laughs) (laughs) when i got the email through i had to read it about three times i was like are they asking me to judge like really so yeah but honestly I think it's about the proudest moment of my life I you know because YFC has meant so much to me and I've gotten so much out of it and someone I think I always feel like someone that's never been involved in young farmers will listen to me say that and be like oh god what a loser but I think others that have been involved in young farmers will know how much it means so yeah to have been asked and also have you seen the other judges look at the people I'm up next to I'm like Oh my God, like the Chief Shepherdess, the Red Shepherdess, Gareth Wynne Jones, Nigel Owens. I was like, holy yes. Moses. <laughs> like, whoa, <laughs> they are some big names. So, yeah, that blew my mind. <laughs> we actually got nominated for the entrepreneur category the first time they did it, and um, we didn't win and we're a bit bitter. So, yeah. we <laughs> give this any more airtime. <laughs> well, um, okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so to wrap up the episode, um, Charlie, what is next for the Globetrotting Farm Girl? What's coming up? Um, so at the moment, we are um, converting a an old brick building into like a little cutting and processing room, like a little butchery. So I currently sell um, lamb and beef boxes, and I'd like to work towards doing cutting them up myself, just to have a bit more flexibility with them and, and whatnot. So yeah, that's the next step. Oh, amazing. Uh, Well, good luck with that. Um, And thank you so much again for jumping on the podcast. No problem. Thank you so much for asking me. Yeah, honestly, really chuffed to be asked.